Listen to how Steve, Danny and Nathan got together to create a fantasy league style horse racing betting platform with a difference. Its mission is to reduce problem gambling. Today on the podcast, we welcome Steve Evans, Danny Williams, Nathan Thompson. All three guests are from Racing Stars. Hello, Danny, Nathan, Stephen. How are you? Really Very good, well, Julie. How are you doing? Good morning, Julie. Good. Good morning. It's the first time that we've had three guests on all at the same time. So this is new for me. Tell us, what is Racing Stars? Yeah, so... I'll I'll shoot in here, Julie, if you want. Thanks so much for having us as well, by the way. Yeah, so Race and Stars, in a nutshell, um, is how I like to describe it, is kind of the first ever fancy league-style horse race betting platform. But one of our key kind of objectives and mission is to help reduce problem gambling. So we're doing that through just implementing something with a £1 max spend per day. Obviously, we, we fully understand that gambling has a bit of a bad perception and we feel that's because people have to chase their losses, etc. So, yeah, we've brought this product to market to um, to bring the fun back really into, into gambling. So you say problem gambling. So do you all three think there is a problem in gambling then? Yeah, I mean, Steve, who Steve basically came up with the idea and has quite a big history into to gambling and the horse racing industry. So he'll probably want to touch on it a bit more. But I think... The way the system works the, at the moment is is pretty flawed. So in pool betting at the moment, um, if one of your horse fails to win or place, the bet's completely over. And what that does encourage, we feel, is people to put more money on, chase their losses, where with our system, because it's points-based, you always win it to the end and you can never kind of, you'll never have to chase your losses because it's just a max kind of spend you can put on there. But yeah, Steve, I don't know if you wanted to touch more on that as well, buddy. Yeah, I mean, when you ask about if there's a problem within gambling, I I ran bookies across central London for years and you'd see people that would come in on a lunch break or something like that just for to spend a little bit of time. They'd have a bit of change in their pocket. They might win or lose a little bit early on. Problem being, if they lost early, they think, oh, okay, I'll put five on that. If I put another five on a favourite next, then that wins, I've covered the day. If that loses as well, they think, oh, I'll have a tenner on the next. And it's you'd be amazed how quickly that spirals. Did you find then that, that perhaps they started off without a problem, but they soon become a massive problem? I think so personally, because the way a lot of traditional bookmakers are aimed is they try and keep you in as long as possible. That's how they make their profits, by turning over as much over the counter as they can. They're not interested in somebody coming in, having a small bet that they can afford to lose and going out again. So... You would get people, like I said, that would come in just for an interest, um, for something to do, and it would quite quickly spiral out of control where they're chasing their losses and it becomes an obsession. With regards to your platform that you have now, how does this work then? So the main thing that uh, we were looking at going against something called the place pot, where people would come in and they'd do a place pot because they just want an interest for the entire day. So you pick one horse in each race, and they all have to be placed for you to then receive a share of the pot. The problem with that is if, like Danny mentioned earlier, that one of your first horses lost, you have no interest for the rest of the day. Your bet is then over. You have two choices of just not watching any horses or anything to cheer on for the rest of the day or having another bet to keep an interest. Whereas the way what we're bringing in is a one-off stake of a pound or less, and then with that, you can get points throughout the day. So you could have absolutely nothing in the first three or four races, a big outsider come in later on and end up winning the day. So you're always in with a chance. So how then do they become a winner? 
So with our point system, I don't know if you've had a chance to go onto the website, there's uh, leagues within there. Right. So you can see where you are. Uh, whoever, everybody goes into the pool with exactly the same amount of spend. So it makes it an even playing field for everybody. And then whoever has the most points at the end of the day receives the, the jackpot for that day. Oh, so it's like a leader's board. Yes. So you can even make your own mini leagues and things. So you could have little competitions against friends, family, colleagues, anyone like that, just to add a bit more fun to it. So it's very much sort of gamification where they're continuously trying to go up a level. Am I correct? The product we've kind of um, got to market at the moment is kind of our, our product where you can invite your friends, get to mini leagues. We do see the potential scope of the website. Um, kind of adding features like that so that the more points you accumulate you go up a level stuff like that so yeah we've um we've kind of because we were so excited to get this to market we've kind of got here and we're like we'll keep adding to it so keep adding to the to the platforms for for user engagement is really good so do you think it w- could work in in workplaces you know like sometimes they do like the, the football and things but they could have like a leaders board within the workplace to bring sort of like employees together on a fun social thing Definitely. That was one of our main aims, I think. By putting the mini league features in there, you can set that up yourself. You can have whoever you want in there. Obviously, the the £1 max spend gives you entry to the daily and the weekly jackpots. So anything within the mini leagues at the moment, if they wanted to set up their own side prize for that within an office or within a group of friends, they can do. But if we've got scope, like Danny said, to grow and potentially offer individual prizes for the bigger mini leagues as we grow. But We'd love people at the moment to get a big group of friends together and just build that sense of competition between each other. So they're all watching the racing and people start watching the racing for the enjoyment of that rather than just the betting side. I see. I think that would work excellent in offices because they do love things like that, sweepstakes and things, Mm. don't they? Absolutely. The beauty with ours is it's daily as well. So you're not waiting for every Saturday for your football points to be updated. There's racing on every single day. And it's a case, you know, you're more worried about beating the guy at the desk next to you than you are winning the main jackpot. Yeah, of course. And is there another gambling site like this? No, (laughs) I'd like to say no. (laughs) The reason being this, when we applied for the licence, pool betting within horse racing was strictly limited to the tote for years. Uh, They held the monopoly on that. But back in, I think it was either June or July 2018, the monopoly expired. So anybody could apply for a license for pool betting regarding horse racing. When we applied for our license, we were the first ones to do so. So they had to add a whole new section to the licensing for us to be able to get get through. We had to go through a licensing consultant to help us do it. But as far as we know, nobody else has cottoned on to this as yet. Oh, so this is completely unique. This is great. And how long did it take to develop? I think we started... Oh, sorry, Nathan, was that... Yeah, go on. No, I was going to say, it's probably you, Steve. But, I mean, Steve's had the idea for probably, what, five five years? I'd probably, probably say longer than that, to be honest. I mean, I used to run a top tipster competition in the bookies that I was running in London, along the same lines, where it was all points-based and based on SP and things like that. And we were getting people coming in from other bookies so the competitors coming in just to play along because they absolutely love the format it was something i did off my own back to try and build a bit of customer engagement and nathan are you part of the development side of things then uh, so myself and danny are really more the face and being out there and meeting people i say steve's the working bits of it and we're the watch face steve steve makes sure everything works steve's the man with the gambling license with everything that needs to be done to make sure the website ticks over 
And then myself and Danny are the, are the front and the face and just make sure that the user experience really and everything else works from a, from a user's perspective. And how did you all come together? So I've known Steve, what, seven years now? That's scary. It probably is about that. <laughs> probably about seven years. We met We met for a mutual friend. Steve used to live, like you said, um, Sussex. But then he said, look, I want to I wanna move up here. We then got chatting and myself and Danny currently work together. So, yeah, it was kind of a Danny meet Steve, Steve meet Danny, mutual friends. We all got together one day. Steve said, what do you think? And we said, yeah, let's do it. And great things happen when great minds exactly. come together. So going back to the development side then, did you have to outsource that? Yes, we went through a company called Gravitas, who are based in Lowestoft. We approached them with the idea, explained what we needed to happen on the development side and let them get on with a lot of it. We had to apply within our license for something called a linked license so they could create the software under our name because they, any software houses have to be licensed by the Gambling Commission, but we got around that by having our own link license. They could technically work for us. You've already said that it's going to be great for offices and big groups getting together because the competitive streak in people. But who else could this be aimed at? Yeah, it's a great question, Julie. I mean, one of the things we're, we're looking at at the moment is we really understand that the horse racing industry is quite unique. So it's very um, people want to collaborate together. So we're, we're currently, as you probably know, Royal Ascot is next week, something we're really excited about. And we're currently speaking to a lot of people like Facebook group owners and just kind of approaching them and just saying, look, we feel like we have this great idea and it would be great for your players. So can we all engage together and have a laugh with this and be able to kind of post and collaborate on your group? So, so one thing that we really want to do is keep this quite organic and grow through word of mouth because we feel like the concept is so good. So, yeah, we, we really want to grow that side of it, really. That's good. And what sort of marketing have you been doing so far? So you say that yourself and Nathan are the face or the faces, rather. You've been getting out there and networking and networking online. Yeah, yeah. So the um, amazingly, the, the reaction has been fantastic. So we've been featured in um, the local EDP, which was which was brilliant of them to put us in there. And we've currently we're, we're very lucky that one of our lead investors that have actually invested into the company has a long background within this industry and absolutely loves what we're doing. So we're working with him at the moment. We've got a couple of guys that we're working with just to just to kind of get our PR and our, our message out there, really. And yeah, get to as many people that will want to play the game as possible. Have you got many sort of testers at the moment that are testing it out for you? Yeah, so we're, um, I think we're close to approaching um, 100 players on the site. The, the main thing for the first few weeks was to keep it quite organic and, and small. But we're now at that point where we'd love to go out to a wider audience now, invite people on get them to set up their own mini leagues um, like we discussed earlier so yeah we're now at that point where we can start to scale a little bit more now now we know the website is, is working perfectly so with regards to the uh, horse racing side of things so Stephen you had the gambling background with regards to your industry that you were involved in were you sort of drawn to horse racing I, I kind of grew up around it uh, my nan was a cleaner for a lady who owned a lot of horses. She was involved as a steward uh, within the jockey club. So uh, she, as far as I know, she was godmother to Sir John Dunlop's kids. So Ed and Harry Dunlop, who are both trainers now, she was the godmother. And I would go to work with my nan all the time when I was younger. So 
I would be sat around the the kitchen table as they're all talk, reading through the racing post, talking about the horses going off for a day at the racing. And they had horses at home as well. So any of their retired horses, they'd be kept in the stables at home. So I just grew up with a love for the sport itself before I become a part of any of the gambling side. And what about you, Nathan? I'll, I'll be honest. I'm a fan of horse racing, but my knowledge compared to Steve is zilch. I mean, Steve's passion for the sport I think is one of the like a key reason for myself, especially to be on board. I just love, and Steve says it perfectly, that if you ever ask anybody how they got on at the horse race, and there's always a monetary value behind it. Oh, I won 150, I lost 50 quid. Yeah, whereas for myself, the passion that Steve puts across is very similar to a football fan, where you go and watch a football game and you say, did you see the goal that so-and-so and so-and-so scored? And that's what I'd love to portray into horse racing, that did you see that ride from so-and-so and so-and-so? Or did you see that last jump from... And I think that's what really kicked my passion for the product as well as the sport for, for me would, would have been Steve. And Danny, how did you get involved with horse racing? Yeah, so again, very similar to Nathan. Um, Steve was the absolute driver behind it all. And I'm now even... When, when we first got together and came up with the idea, I didn't actually follow horse racing that much. But it's only since kind of Steve has come to us and we, we, you know, we start to talk about it every day. Now we start looking into the races and where the race days are. And it's actually becoming so much more interesting. I mean, we've always liked going to the racing together. So I'm actually based quite close to Newmarket. It's just 40 minutes down the road. And the other guys are, are really close to Great Yarmouth Racecourse. So it kind of gives, gives us that accessibility to go there and, and even keep learning about the sport, keep talking to people as well. It's, it's quite, it's really interesting. So in the future then, will you be looking to go to the race courses and promote from there, sort of like have a stand or something, or will you just market this entirely online? Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's key for, especially myself and Nathan, like you touched on earlier, but to be interacting with people that are playing most thing that's really important for us at the moment is um, feedback from the actual players so we want to be at race days we want to be experiencing that with them and get key kind of first-hand feedback from people as they're on course so absolutely going forward I mean obviously it's a bit more tricky at the moment that we can't maybe interact with people as much as we possibly like to so we've kind of planned to get everything perfect with the website and um, our organic reach over our socials example but then touching on from that when things start to open up a bit more yeah we will have much more of a presence at race days. Do you think that your platform will actually entice a new audience into horse racing? Yeah I, th I think that's absolutely key so one thing that we were really conscious of is notoriously horse racing is actually very confusing, especially to bet on. So what we found that when we were talking to people in the early stages that when you'd go to a race day, for example, if you go and want to place a bet for just the, you know, the average person, even myself, it would be very confusing. You wouldn't really know what you were doing. So with our platform, we've basically made it so you can very simply just come onto the website and you, you're straight in and you pick your horses. And what we've found from even on the early kind of launch and testing phase is that people who know absolutely nothing about horse racing are still just picking them based on their favorite jockey colors or their favorite names and they're winning. And they're just loving the process of having this game where it's such small amount of um, stake and so much value and fun 
from that where they're watching their points go up they're starting to then learn who the other horses and trainers are so yeah we, we really we really do feel that this is going to help get a lot of people who aren't actually into horse racing into this as well what do you think then that's confusing for people who go and put a bet on at the race course i just i just don't think it's that straightforward especially when you um if you come to things like putting an accumulator kind of bet on I just think the customer journey myself going through it, it just it's just quite confusing. Personally, I think unless you're in horse racing. It's quite an intimidating process as well. So m- myself, Steve and my partner went to Newmarket to the race courses. Now, everybody that was there, we went into the premier enclosure, which was lovely. But everybody there knew exactly what they were doing, exactly how to bet. And for myself, that, was a bit, that had been the first time that I'd ever been like on track to place a bet. So for me, it was quite intimidating. And like, thank God Steve was there, because if not, I don't know what I'd have done all day. So it's, it's quite an intimidating. They don't give you any sort of guidance or any sort of like, oh, you've never bet before. Let me help. Because there's another 50 people behind you that are all waiting to put money on. And in theory, you're just holding up the revenue process. And you so have to run, it's, up it's and quite... down, run up and down and find the best odds. You have to yeah. be a mathematician. It, yeah. Which Steve is. I mean, it's, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, it's quite an intimidating process as well. Like, like Danny said, it's, it's not, it's not geared towards the customer. It's, it's geared towards extracting as much money from them as possible. And in a way, making it as confusing as possible so that, yeah, it's just, it's just not, yeah, it's not geared Did towards you the think that you are going to disrupt a little bit of the, the tradition then? I think we're all hoping we're going to, I think that, like like everything now, like Uber, Netflix, everything is all customer geared. And how can I make this as easy for the customer as possible in order to get them from point A of entry onto the site to point B of, I don't know, ordering a taxi, watching a film, placing a bet? Of course. I think, I th- I think that's the way that not only the, the market is going, but the world is, as a whole is going. So can I just jump in with one thing on that? Yes, of course. Um, I see a lot of racing now. People are going to the races is becoming much more of a social engagement rather than a betting one. So you're getting big groups of people going along for stag do's, hen parties, just to have a bit of fun. And a lot of them, as Nate explained, haven't got a clue what they're doing betting wise, but they want something to cheer on in every race. So I think we address that by giving them a very, very simple option of what they will have a horse to cheer on in every race. And they can still sit at the bar all day if they wanted to, or they could go and stand at the rails, whatever they want to do. It just makes it that much simpler for them. And do you think that a lot of, a lot of people will choose their horses or are doing that now, choosing their horses before the race day? What happens, the way our system works is it's one meeting per day. So as soon as that meeting is finished, within around 20 minutes or so of that meeting finishing and all the points being collated, the next day's racing is available on there. So you can go on any point. Most people tend to wait till the morning before they'll go through and pick their horses simply because you you get more non-runners overnight than you would do during the day. But if if people are going along for the social side of things or sat in an office um, and competing against each other, I don't think we're aiming for the last minute betters for something to get on. This is going to be much more of a structured thing where people, it becomes part of their routine. So for an example, if there was a a coach load of people going for a fun day out at Newmarket, they could get your app up on the coach and they could all join in on the coach on the way there. Yes. Yeah, that would be absolutely perfect. And makes it 
all competitive and fun, doesn't it? That's that's what we want. Wonderful. And then once they're there, they can just carry on with eating, drinking and cheering. Don't have to Exactly. Yeah, they've got something to cheer all day long and not having to queue up at the bookies every five minutes. Yeah. Oh, that's fascinating. Sounds great. What's the future for Racing Stars? Yeah, we, we really do have quite a big vision for Racing Stars, really. So we have... As we've started at the moment with um, just one race day um, each day, so it makes it really easy for the for the user just to simply go on and play. Um, once we do begin to grow, we might like to open that up to potentially more race days in the day and potentially then cross over to different sports maybe. But initially, we really want to, to focus on this. One thing we are absolutely clear of is that we will always keep stakes to the, the absolute minimum. That's something we're all very passionate about. And eventually, kind of long, long term, we kind of see, as I think, as Nathan touched on, kind of do see racing stars as a bit more of a household name and changing the kind of perception of gambling, really. Good. And if somebody wants to find out more or wants to be involved with racing stars, become a member, do you become a member to join in with the fun? How do they find all of that out? Yeah, so very simply, just visit the website, which is www.racingstars.co.uk. Um, it's a very simple, straightforward sign-up process, and they'll be straight into playing on their days, um, where it's just one token to play per day. That That's the max you can spend. So, yeah, we'd, we'd love to invite people to, to now come on, um, set up their own mini leagues, get their, their friends, their family, their colleagues to start playing, take this to where we want it to go. That sounds good. And if somebody wanted to chat to you on the, any of the social media platforms, are you on Twitter, Instagram or Facebook? Yeah, all three of them, all three. And they're all yeah under Racing Stars as well. We'd love to hear people. I think, as I mentioned earlier, one thing for us is key, which is feedback. Um, and we just love hearing from everyone and anyone about what they think of the site, what they'd change, what we should add. Um, yeah, we'd love to hear from people. Wonderful. So everybody get over to Racing Stars, give it a go. And if they've got feedback, to get in touch with you. Thanks so Perfect. much, Judy. It was great. Lovely. Well, it was great speaking with you all today. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for having us, Julie. Appreciate Cheers, it. Julie. This podcast is sponsored by Tack and Tweed. Visit tackandtweed.com for horse rugs and more.